It's episode 119 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm so excited to have this guest on. I am just incredibly impressed by her. I'm talking about the creator of El Local Collective, Samantha Chamberlain. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor, seriously. Oh, well, as soon as I don't even know how I always wonder, right? Like, how did I discover you or did you discover me and then I rediscovered you? But just seeing what you're doing and the work that you're putting in and you're a one woman show, essentially, I admire yeah. so much. I love the entire platform that you've created. You're just above and beyond. So please know that like I'm in awe of you. Oh, well, thank you. You also are a one woman show. Um, so same here. Right? Honestly, I could say the same here. No, mad respect. I mean, so you aren't from Corpus, right? No. So originally I was born in Dallas and uh, it wasn't until I think I was about 10 or 11 that I moved to Falfurious, which is about an hour away from Corpus. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I graduated Falfurious High School, I, you know, was on my own and I came to Corpus. So Corpus was the first place, you know, I got a job. I had to pay rent. Um, I saw live shows, music. I saw the art walks and I really just fell in love with it. Um, had a kid, moved back to Dallas, and I guess Corpus brought me back over here because I really did fall in love with the people. That makes me so happy because often when people move from bigger cities, you know, they feel like Corpus is lacking. And I mean, a lot of times it is with like the traditional, you know, mean or options for entertainment or options for food. Um, so it's really refreshing to hear somebody who actually originated in a bigger city and a bigger market come through and, and recognize what Corpus has to offer. Cause I feel like it takes people some time. Absolutely. Uh, from all the people that I've spoken to, you know, they're usually very open-minded about Corpus, but say that somebody always has something to say about Corpus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a small town mentality type of thing. For sure. Um, definitely. So what was it about Corpus that made you fall in love with it? Well, the community. <laughs> I could say the community so quick and easy uh, because everyone was just so warm and welcoming, at least, I don't know, um, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, if that was your experience, that makes me so happy because uh, that's how I feel about Corpus. I feel like for the most part, anywhere you go, people are generally very welcoming. And I mean, the creative community, I feel like the we're like the more the merrier, pretty much like let's support each other 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen so many markets. And that's coming from a huge place where events are happening every weekend. But the events that are happening are these big corporate capitalist <laughs> type of events. And here we don't have that here. Mm -hmm. Um, it, there's more culture to it. There's definitely more culture. And I feel like the art here in Corpus has so much room for growth, like so much potential. It could be uh, everywhere. It could be in so many places. Yeah. So what and year did you move back to Corpus? I moved back to Corpus. So after. Oh, hold on. I lost you. you I had left to Dallas. I. Oh, yeah. You're back. Yeah, okay. so when you so when you moved back like for good. When you when did you okay. move yeah, when did you move back for good? That was July. What? That was the end of July. Yeah, so August basically. Really? Yeah, that was the end of July. Um yeah, August was first first month's rent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So 
when did you start El Local Collective? So El Local Collective actually started in Dallas. Like I was in Dallas, but I knew I wanted to market it towards Corpus Christi. Yes. And that was in, we launched in June. I'm going to say we a lot. It's just me, but I do have, you know, friends and family that help out um, with a lot of stuff, actually, and giving second opinions and bouncing uh, around ideas. But I probably will say we a lot. But we launched in June, mid-June, and the idea originated in May. Wow. Okay. So this all happened very quickly by the sound of it, which to me, that is always, uh, I interpret that as like you were divinely guided. Like it was meant to go down whenever it happens in May and then June, and then you're here in July and then boom. Cause I mean, it's not even the end of 2020 and you've blown up. I'm so glad that you're saying that it's crazy because sometimes I think, you know, man, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not, but I am very happy with where I am. And I really have to sometimes take a step back and be like, whoa, like this is fast. This is a lot faster than I guess I could have anticipated. For sure. Please give yourself Mm -hmm. credit for that, especially in the wild year, wild decade, wild lifetime that has been 2020. Like, Yes. Huge. So, okay. So the idea originated in Dallas, but I imagine you already knew you wanted to move to Corpus at that time in May. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So what it was is I actually uh, was really big on to self growth and the self help Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, and financial you. Twitter. So I was like up with stocks and stuff. I really kept up with stocks. My investment portfolio was huge. <laughs> that makes me so uh, happy because people tend to be, uh, and I hate to say it, but a lot of women are intimidated by stocks. So that's oh. fantastic to hear you say. Oh, yeah, no, money, financial stuff was was big uh, for me and success in that sense, I guess. Um, And I wanted to do something with sales, wanted to do something with marketing. And I was hearing a lot from the different financial sides of Twitter as well um, with what they were doing, um, like drop shipping, like wholesaling, stuff like this. And I said, I want to sell something like I want to get out there and sell something. But I wanted it to be a product that I could stand behind and that I cared about and that I backed. From the beginning, um, all throughout my life, I've been super supportive of when friends, family, coworkers are out there doing their thing, like side projects, whether, you know, they care about it a little or a lot. I'm just like, get it, like do it. Because I think it's so awesome to see people putting themselves out there. Yes, and doing what they want to do. Yes, and it's so crucial. And for a good while, I was not doing what I wanted to do. And I thought I was so, so happy because I felt like I had everything and that my life was set. Um, Wow. When I took a step back and looked into it a little bit more, I said, man, like, I am putting all this energy towards a future I don't even think I want. Mm. And once I discovered that, you know, I wanted to really, really push people embracing doing the things that they wanted to do and them being themselves. So that was definitely a tangent. But to really no, in- but that that to <laughs> me is so real and raw. And I think more people than, you know, find themselves full speed ahead towards something that maybe they they thought was the right way to go like uh like society's version of right rather than their version of right i identify with that tremendously thank you for saying that 
Yes, that is so important. You know, culture tells us that we should live a certain way. And whatever, you know, we see is what we tend to know and what we tend to do. So I thought, you know, doing, I might get really personal on here. That's fine. No, you're whatever you're comfortable with. I'm comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. I got pregnant um, on accident. And I thought, okay, the right thing to do is to get married. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you know, you come from a small town, like my graduating class had to have been like a hundred or something. Yeah. Especially down in foul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, people are getting married at like 19, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's what you see. So it's what you know. And I felt like I really want this to work because I felt like at the time that it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to correct that and and do as good as I could. And so I got married and, and we did a lot. And we were able to work together on like financial gain and stuff and it was really cool and we were really set i got into dave ramsey like oh because he's a guru he knows what he's talking about we quit like we uh got rid of our debt it was super cool we paid off a jeep that was like 40k in like nine months dude because the methods work yes preach yes badass so into it uh but once that was gone you know, I realized that that was just something that I guess I looked forward to and I wasn't actually happy with with any of it. Um, there was a lot going on in the background mm-hmm. and I posted uh, the most I had ever posted on social media of being happy when I was doing my worst and was at my lowest. Wow. Wow. Well, no. Do you realize how this is gold right here? Because nobody admits to that. Like nobody does. And it's so true. And not just you. I mean, me, right? It's like, I'm feeling kind of whatever. Let me see if I can get some validation with with a funny meme or whatever it may be in a story. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, one of my friends had kind of felt left out because I hadn't been communicating with them. And they were like, oh, you're having a great time. And I'm like, dude, you do not even know my life is a train wreck right now. Um, And now I'm trying to be more open and more vulnerable. And it's definitely a process. But that's really why a local collective exists is to get people to be real and be themselves. That's why I'm super excited for this interview that will be out by the time our conversation will be out. But yes, it'll be amazing. Well, something that I saw that you posted, I think it was in. I can't. Yeah, I think it's in the very first interview you put anyone can make a difference just by being themselves. And and you, you were like, I know it's a silly cliche, but it's so true. And it, and it really is because really leaning into who you are and accepting it and expressing it is like your golden ticket to living the life that you love. And I mean, Absolutely. it's also terrifying because like you said, I mean, you had kind of established this life. And you suddenly realize, like, wait a minute, this this while it might be good, it's not like enough for for me uh, right. to live authentically. Yes, absolutely. I did not want to live my whole life a lie. And I'm so glad that I got out of that mm-hmm. um, because that's exactly what I was doing for three years for more than the entirety of my marriage. Um, I was 100 percent living a life that I 
I don't know, that just was not true to who I was at all, at all. And I realized that this year, and that's what really um, pushed me to start the business. It's crazy because, you know, you said divinely guided. And regardless of spirituality, I think it's so, so important. And this year is when I actually got baptized um, for the first time as well, or not for the first time, excuse me, for the second time. But this was... um, really my choice Mm -hmm. so this was the first time that I chose to you know take that step and months later a local collective is a thing and now we're months later and it's it's blown up and it's continuing to grow yes Um, and I think I think spirituality has almost if not everything to do with it I absolutely agree with that um yeah there just comes a time so you made a choice right you made a choice that you want to start living authentically And once you make that choice, like all the powers that be conspire to get you where you're supposed to be because you birthed the idea in May, which I'm curious, how did it come to you? Was it like a shower moment or like, you know what I mean? Like, how did it come into fruition? Yeah. So uh, more on that, whenever I was looking into what it was that I wanted to sell um, and websites and stuff, I actually pitched the idea to a friend who I think, you know, the year before, yeah, just last year, he had taken photography, um, he had put up pictures on Instagram and said, anyone want to buy these? And you know me, I just have to throw money at anyone who's doing any sort of (laughs) thing that is putting their heart out there. And I said, yes, I'll take them, like, please. Um, And I remembered that. And I said, hey, would you mind if I maybe built you a website and tried to just sell your prints or something? He said, go for it. Um, I would be honored. And that that chance I feel like that he gave me that sort of um, push that support uh, it meant everything to me and I went with it about a week or less later I said I can do this for a lot of people I can Mm -hmm. do this for everyone and I know that Corpus had a huge support local where about local 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 scene and I said that's where I'm gonna do it because that's where he's from Um, and I think there's a lot of potential there so also, whenever I was writing the About Us for the sort of thing when it was just his prints only, um, I didn't know how to get him to help write an About Us. He was super busy um, with his life and stuff. So I said, well, let me just interview you so I could just get those questions and those answers and then make something. And after I looked at the interview format, I said, well, let's just keep it an interview format. That's kind of cool. It's and that's super when cool. it came to me doing like, I can interview people and sell their work. So that's kind of how all of that just came together. I mean, that is like the ultimate in being supportive. Okay. And I, I read a, I mean, I'm, we're on the internet all the time, right? So we're bombarded with quotes. I mean, old and yes. new. And I saw one that reminded me of you exactly because it said it's only boss vibes when you when you uh, get people money, when you give them the opportunity to make money. And so I'm like, you are like the epitome of that, because not only are you getting their name out there and, of course, their story, I mean, which is really very interesting and well thought out interviews, but you're also providing a platform to sell their wares. It's perfection it's so good and then i think also you're expanding on what they are offering i mean with like the t-shirts now and yeah i I still want to get the resting is it the resting bitch face one 
Yes, yeah, I want Kate. that shirt. Yes, yeah, I know. I'm like waiting great. until payday, but it's so good. But yeah, I'm just like, this is just brilliant. And so when it came, because I know you interviewed your friend because you knew him pretty well. Did interviewing come naturally for those that maybe you didn't know quite as well? Hmm. You know, that's a good question. I don't know that it. Okay. I don't know. In some ways it did. And in some ways it didn't. So asking questions, I'm very inquisitive. Um, I tend to also ask generally the same types of questions um, that are, are well thought out that, you know, um, I really put some thought into. Uh, I guess the flow of things maybe would be super awkward, which is an, a reason I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know about podcasting. Oh, no. Um, we Anything that's too overly produced is you don't want to hear that. You like to hear the awkwardness. It's perfect. Well, that's that's how I was. I felt very awkward and a little rehearsed. So that part was a little unnatural. Um, but asking questions, that's totally natural. I want to get to know people. Um, I want to get to understand everyone's stories. I think everybody has such an important story to tell. And I think that if people aren't sharing their stories, then more people are just gonna not really be themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to get those questions out. Absolutely. And so how did you go about interacting with the locals? Because you moved here relatively recently. And so how did you go about, you know, reaching out and being like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, what was your approach? Oh, gosh. So initially, my approach, I emailed so many people and it was all pretty much the same, like, artificial, superficial, whatever you want to call it, like real salesy type of uh, pitch, I guess. Uh, and that, su not surprisingly, <laughs> didn't really go well. Mm -hmm. um, after about a good, I want to say two months went by, maybe around August, um, maybe even September, is when I really started just talking to people like a normal human being. And that's when it started coming together a little bit better. And so that really was just, you know, having our already showcased people and people being like, okay, like she's really doing something. Mm -hmm. She's not just saying she's going to do something. Um, and I guess that's how I did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, reaching out to people you've never met before is, can be terrifying, you know, cause there's a possibility of rejection or there, you know, I don't know, like that, that's something that I struggle with whenever I reach out to people I have never personally met. Um, to be on because I'm always kind of like, are they going to think this is weird? You know, are they not even going to want to be involved? But I, I feel like there's a special kind of courage that comes with, with doing that and extending the invitation to people. Oh yeah, I think so. More so I feel like in the beginning at this point, um, I don't, I don't necessarily feel, um, afraid to reach out to people the way maybe I might have before. Um, but in the beginning, Hmm. I'm trying to think. No, you might be one of those people that's just like, it doesn't matter. I, I, I do not <laughs> hesitate. If I want to talk to that person, I'm talking to them. And I admire that so much because I'll be on the fence about it for a while. Like nerves. Really? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like now, even now. Even now. <laughs> oh, my God. We are on episode 119. I know. Like, the first like, the first like 12 to 15 were people I knew. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 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 No, these are people I really do not know. 
Um, but I, I really just ask like, Hey, like, is this something that you'd be interested in doing? And if they are, they are. And if they aren't, well, there's a lot more talent to be found. I feel like there Um, are so many people. Well, I was looking at, so you have a section of what L local collective offers. That's called featured locals, which is where the interviews are. You're putting out a new interview, like every three days or something. Yeah, so initially I started with one featured local, which was just going to be an artist who I would put in the shop, and I was like, oh, I'll probably do that once or twice a month. I don't know how it (laughs) snowballed into this, but I now do, I try to do, um, and I've been consistent with it for weeks now, an artist that drops something, a product at least, um, if they're not going to have a full line in the shop, every Monday. And then on Fridays, someone who is either doing a project or who has a small business. And that's kind of what I'm trying to stick with. But we'll see how that pans out. Well, I love it right now because I think initially I thought it was artists only, which of course is amazing because there's so many amazing artists in Corpus. But then when I saw that you were incorporating the uh, featured locals to include small business owners, I mean, it's just great. Like the fact that, yeah, Corpus is so committed to supporting local and then to have it extended even further with platforms like yours, I mean, representing. And like you said, it's you're putting out two pieces a week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of work. So for those of y'all who don't know, Samantha does a very detailed method of getting these interviews in print. So I want you to describe your process because it blows me away. Well, (laughs) for, yeah, getting the interviews in print. Yeah, absolutely. So my old process, which I'm kind of shifting away from now, but there's actually one final interview um, that will have this process featured because I had already spoken to them. I would get on a Zoom meeting and talk to people for anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour and 20. (laughs) Um, And then after the Zoom meeting was over, it would be recorded, of course. I would upload it to YouTube um, and it would just be unlisted. It would be a private video. I would let YouTube transcribe it. I would put that in a Word doc because when YouTube transcribes it, it transcribes it by timestamp. So because it's done by timestamp, it's not all put together. It's like, just interlines never ending um and i put that into a word document the last interview i did was 68 pages of a word document wow i go get on the blog and then i basically um retype it in the proper format that i want it to be at (laughs) and then of course you know any misspoken words anyone says or anything that maybe they didn't want or they wanted to say differently, I go ahead and edit that in there as well. And then, of course, add pictures, videos embedded in um, their work, Instagram posts, whatnot. Yeah, that's hours of work. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, how many hours would you say you were putting into one interview um, before you ended up getting a job recently? Uh, Well, the interview itself would run about an hour. And then to work on the interview, mm-hmm. anywhere from four to six, maybe. Probably closer to four, if we're being, uh, yeah. Like, because I would be distracted. You know, like, as I'm doing this, I'm also, like, networking or talking to people or building stuff or, you know, working on the T-shirts, working on the website. But, I mean, it's all related. Yeah, it's oh, all yeah, related, it's all though. Related. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, so you're putting in 
I mean, we can safely say, I mean, six hours. Yeah, for an interview. Yes. For one article. Yes. And so what <laughs> made you... about people. Yeah, I mean, and getting and getting their message across, too, in just the right way. Yes, and it's, it's insane to me when... I guess it's not insane because they don't understand the work that goes into it, but there are times where I will reach out to somebody. I take a 15% fee of the artist's work. Mm-hmm. It's not anything. It's nothing. 15% mm-hmm. is nothing. If yeah. you have your artwork at um, any other place in Corpus, I believe they'll take like 45 to 55. Holy and then shit. online, yeah. And then online, I think they take, maybe I'm mixing up online with um, Corpus, but they still take more. For sure. So no matter what, I've, I'm the cheapest on the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will think I'm trying to scam them or somehow trying to make profit off of it or make money. I am not, I'm not, I'm a not-for-profit. I'm yeah. not technically, like, by IRS regulations, a not-for-profit. I am a business, but everything that I make out of it goes right back in. Like, exactly. It goes in before I can even put it in. Like, it's already been spent on on a local. Well, right. I'm like, okay, so I'm glad that you're getting some sort of commission out of this because... I mean, I don't know if commission is the right word, but I'm glad that you're getting some sort of, you know, monetary reward because, I mean, whenever you were telling the story about how this L Local Collective originated or the website originated was that you wanted to start helping your friend out with selling his work. And I know that you were like, I was really glad that he believed in me and I want to flip that. Like you believed in him enough to put the work in to put his stuff out there for people to easily purchase. That's huge. And then you expanded it to include how many artists are on there? Like 12, like 12 to 16 artists or something. Yeah. We have a lot of artists in the directory. On the shop itself right now, we're at 10. Yeah. But yeah. It's... (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. that that alone, because I know a lot of people, they toy with the idea. It's like, maybe I should do an Etsy. Maybe I should do a website. Or maybe I'll just do, you know, purchase via DM on Instagram. And you literally created a space for these people to, I mean, you're you're creating the space. Yeah, absolutely. So some people, they have their own shops or whatever, and I still work with them as just an additional platform mm-hmm. um, for them to have that on. But I think it's really awesome when people who aren't selling their work can come to me and I'm taking care of all the work for them. Exactly. So I'm collecting the art. I'm doing the shipping and handling. I'm doing the appraising. I'm doing all the work of putting it on the website. And people really <laughs> will somehow get it twisted and think that that's a scam. Uh, no joke i'm like hello i mean by all means you know social media is great you can do a lot for yourself on social media you don't necessarily need the the extra platform but if you opt to use this extra platform look at what you're getting out of it oh my god not to mention the fact that on that social media you are constantly plugging these people constantly oh yeah as much as i can um Definitely. Yeah. I'm like, anybody would be fortunate to work with you. I mean, not to mention the fact, did you design the website? Yeah. Okay. The website design (laughs) is beautiful. So do you have a background in that kind of stuff? No. What? (laughs) I was certain you were going to tell me you went to school for that or web development or whatever. So did did you teach yourself? I I am self-taught. I really enjoy doing the website stuff. I enjoy everything it is that I'm doing in it, trying to like 
promote people and sell people, all of that, I really do love doing. And it's definitely something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, I don't even know that I'm an artistic person necessarily. I would just say that I'm a huge supporter of people doing them. And so that's how it kind of shifted into this art thing. Because um, originally, I'm not sure exactly what I wanted to do with it. And, you know, I say originally, but even now I know or I feel like at some point it will definitely grow but I do have a directory or members list and on there are small businesses and I do feature small businesses because again I'm just supportive of people doing something they enjoy Mm -hmm. um I would love to somehow get the collective as a whole or or more people both you know all sorts of locals business owners and non to work together, be it for events, um, for, you know, just having more of other people's products yes. or creations in their stores. And that's one of the ideas that a local is about. It's just not there yet. But that's definitely something in the works. Oh, I see it coming very soon. Because <laughs> I mean, there are artists that you have featured on your uh, website that I never heard of before I or I had heard of them but hadn't seen their art and so I'm like I've already eyeballed some of that stuff I'm like okay you know these are things but to me some of its investments you know because it's it's really really beautiful nice art it's it's not inexpensive and so but if it weren't for the platform that you created there's no way I would have known or even thought to reach out to this person and be like hey what do you got like what what can I see you know I, di- I didn't even know what the possibilities were until you collaborated with these people and so is it hard to convince some of the artists to let go of their work because they've been holding on to it for so long or are they like no please post it I'm ready no actually yeah surprisingly no i thought a lot of people would be like man it's really hard to part with this because that's a personal piece Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that they had a ton i'm sure of feelings and emotion that they put into time and work um i thought it would be harder to collect and to gain that trust uh but i think just because i've had you know multiple people on and that's kind of just been what i've done other people are more willing ready and uh, accepting of that but a lot of people um they don't have physical products it is just prints and so with that they're just sending you a digital file so they don't have to worry about you know anything being kept or left in my hands yeah i mean you're literally doing it all like uh it's i mean I, I couldn't understand why anybody want, wouldn't want to work with you. I imagine that they'll come to their senses kind of thing. Because, I mean, you're you're gaining so many very reputable people. You know, it might be a, like, is this real type mm-hmm. of thing? Like, there's no way someone is going to do all of this. And what's the catch? What is the catch? And so I think whenever I would approach people... Um, and not be upfront about the cost because I was like trying to like ruin and they'd be like, oh, that's the catch. I'm out. But then there yes. were other people. There were other people who, you know, I was just so tired of trying to I was just tired of getting rejected um, that I would just say, here's the deal and just send tons of paragraphs. And they'd be like, you're not really selling me. On this. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I just care about this so much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, and that reminds me of, so on the stories, you posted something about how P- 
people could or certain a certain individual couldn't believe that you were this enthusiastic about what you were doing they just couldn't believe it and yeah. that I, I I replied to you because it frustrated me because I'm like, no, I'm I am literally that person also. Like if I'm coming across as enthusiastic, it's because I definitely am. There's you know what I mean? It's like people can't believe it. And so how did you handle handle that whenever you were going through it? Whenever I was going through it, uh, the only thing that I could do was just get away. Um, I couldn't. uh continue any sort of conversation because I just felt like that wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I feel like I kind of just like, mm, like shut down a little bit. After I do. That. And then I was like, no, because before this year, you know, I was talking about living a lie. Um, before this year, I did not have this energy. I did not. I was the person who was kept to herself I was the person who would like never laugh or smile. Um, like maybe I'd be like, mm, cool, but I guess my humor was a little bit different. And now I'm just so easily just tickled and constantly smiling um, and super hype. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I wasn't this way before. And I know that that's because, you know, now I am being more of me. So for someone to say that more of me is fake, I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, <laughs> no, sir. That's definitely not it. Uh, and I was able to to realize that. That's when I went back on my post and said, like, so this person, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, and I feel like I, because I I feel like you and I are similar. Um, we're definitely similar in our passions for supporting other people and giving them platforms to shine. Um, and with that comes you know, certain people will react to your enthusiasm as like, I don't know, with, with just like overall, for lack of a better word, shittiness. And I can take that very personally. And like you said, it's like you, you almost feel deflated because you're like, yeah. I'm not putting on an act like this is who I am. And then after a while, you realize that how they treat you is more of a reflection of them rather than who you are. But uh, yes. it fucking sucks sometimes. <laughs> you're like, I'm just trying to do something nice. Yes, yes. But it's hard to realize that when you're in it, you For know, sure. when you're on the receiving end, it's hard to be like, it's not a me problem. It's mm -hmm. a you problem because you're the one getting treated kind of shitty. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to feel like shit. And it's totally natural. So I'm not, you know, upset necessarily with how I handled it. I think I responded as well as I could have. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. Um, but I had to just shut it down and, and not not feed into it and that's something that i've learned in this business as well just not feeding into the negativity mm -hmm. or you know the rejection or anything that doesn't anything that is not i don't want to say helping me but not for me yes i cannot feed into yes i can't do it it will destroy a person yeah and like you said you know you're on the right path based on the fact that you know it it, it all came together so naturally and that you're the most energetic you felt in the longest time. And I mean that you're experiencing so much growth just by doing what it is you love that it doesn't matter what any naysayer puts out there because you already know. I mean, you might feel a certain kind of way about it for a minute, but then you overcome. And I mean, what I've seen you do in just like, golly, the past month, I mean, you've been at the pop-up, you've been helping out with the shirts. So how did the shirt idea come to be? Because you got with a couple of artists to put their art on shirts. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like I always wanted to do merch. I wanted to do something that you could actually use or wear or something. I want to do stickers next and maybe even end up doing a sort of bundle thing. But I feel like that would get more, I felt like that would get more of people's artwork and creations out there Mm -hmm. for other people to see and enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said, okay, let's do shirts. So I asked the artists that I had, all of them at the time, like, would you be down? And of course they were all like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's go for it. That's cool. So uh, at the time I had seven artists in the shop and those are the seven that are going to have shirts. Yeah, I'm really, like I said, I'm super thrilled. Like, uh, and I love that you did the pre-orders and that, because I know that some of the pre-orders have shut, uh, closed. Yeah. But I imagine that you'll you'll offer them at a later date. Uh, so tell me about the Wildflowers pop-up that you were involved in. Because you were involved at oh. that one, and you were also at La Pulga. Yes. 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 So yeah, like I said, you've been busy, girl. <laughs> yes, and then I have another pop-up on the 28th, Third Coast Creatives. Those people are awesome. At Driftwood, I believe. Badass. And um, Vine, Meadowbrook, yeah, yeah, in that area. And then... Um, there will be like a Gulf Coast Humane Society thing coming up in December. So I'm really stoked about those. Yes. But I was also really stoked about those two pop-ups because those were the first pop-ups that I've been able to do. And I came across Fresco's La Pulga um, because I was at 2020 Vintage for the second time and I was actually speaking with the owner and she was so cool. And I had already like talked to Taylor and had her as um, as a featured local mm-hmm. and she's said just you know great things about them and I see what they're doing I see how they're collaborating with locals as well yes um, and they have Amanda right and Vinny Fatnitz and, oh my um, god Rusty, Rusty Nail, Nail. In yeah. Their store. yeah so I just thought like yes like you are doing what if I had a storefront would totally do and I'm always behind that um, real quick tangent. Yes. General Goods Vintage does the same thing. I also had her as a featured local. Mm-hmm. And these are vintage shops. Now, other shops do it as well, but you see it all the time in vintage shops. And I was bouncing ideas off with a friend on, like, new design and stuff like that. And he's like, you're kind of like the vintage of art because you might have things priced like really low but then you might have things priced really high and you kind of just collect it all and i'm like oh my gosh i love that to to people i love that yeah our cheapest product is like five bucks and our most expensive is like 300 yeah i saw that (laughs) i saw that that, (laughs) the 300 dollar one about this i want this not today but i want it yes eventually girl yes but um Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, no, about about the pop-ups. No, I'm I'm glad that you did. And just how, because what I think is so neat is that you transitioned from being pretty much exclusively online sales to suddenly being like, hey, here's what I got. Here's what the artists make at these pop-ups. And how did that come about? Absolutely. And it's helped so much, too. Um, because I know that there were sales that were made at the pop-up that would not have otherwise been made. Yes. So I'm glad that I've been able to to have that space. I'm so humbled and grateful um, for any sort of event that I can do where I'm in person. But I was talking to Monica with 2020. She was super cool. She said, hey, Fresco is doing this thing. You could sidebar with us. And that's how that ended up being Wow. There. Yeah. I still want, need to talk to her. I haven't had her on she yet. She is 
so cold. But I went in there. It was probably like like three thirty, four, and we were just shooting the shit. She was just so she. I told her what I did. I told her what a local was. And, you know, I talked about the possibility of speaking with her and how that'd be cool. And she was like, I just want to talk to people and sell some stuff. But I really just want to talk to people. And I'm like, really? And she's like, I have no idea. She's so down to earth, man. She is so down to earth, which is crazy because I did not think that the business owners here would be so down to earth. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to approach business owners, but... Over time, you know, you keep talking to people, it just, it becomes a habit and it's no big. Yes. But yeah, so that's how that one happened. And then Wildflowers, I think I just, you know, replied to her story about it. And I was like, that's awesome. Or maybe I had shared that she was doing a pop-up and she was like, you want to be a part of it? That's <laughs> you, so you cool. You and Wire could do it. And I said, yes. So now every time um, I'm approached, because now I've been approached. For the other two. No, yes. No, that's not true. But now I've been approached for one yeah. anyway. Um, and I've approached others about theirs. And I'm now always trying to get Jamil from RTWire to, to be with me and side with me. And he's been awesome. And he's been such a help too. so many people. He's doing so good at pop-ups. And so many people go to get his stuff. And whether or not they get mine, I feel like because I'm alongside him, they get to see me and what it is that I'm doing. And so I think he's just been so awesome and helpful. Absolutely. Area. Yeah, he, uh, I got a custom piece from him for a friend of mine who lost her dog. So I think it was one of the first pugs he made out of wire that that was for my friend. He did a badass job. And so I, he, I mean, he is an artist, like a true artist. It always amazes me when when um, artists work with materials that aren't commonly used, and uh, he has just taken it and run with it. And so I love so much that you have really like taken him in. I feel like he's very much a staple of your shop. Um, not to mention those shirts, because you actually did something in your stories about which design do you prefer on a shirt, and I'll be like, I want both, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know what you decided on, but I mean, either way, the fact that you were engaging your audience so much with his artwork, I feel like it's just priceless. Yeah, absolutely. I love his shirts. Ended up doing dual face, by the way. Nice. And I just got them in all the pre-orders in today. I'm so stoked um, to finally get those out to their homes. But yes. And so those will be up at the pop-up as well, starting to finally put the shirts and things of that nature. Okay, good. So when's, when's the yeah. next one? The 28th right now. Unless another one pops up, but the 20th. Okay, okay. So that, what is that? Uh, it's the last Friday, I want to say, or last Saturday in November. Yeah, that's like three weeks from now. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> yeah, that's super exciting. And then you said you have one more before the end of the year. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so everybody's going to be at New Oasis Brewing. Okay. Oh, okay, that's going to be very nice. And it's going to be all, win well, quote unquote, wintry, South Texas wintry. So I know you've had to change up your methods a little bit since you got a new job. And so I want to hear about how that's affected a local collective. Yeah. So right now, since I'm in the beginning of it, don't know really how much things are being affected. Um, but I definitely have prepped everyone by saying, hey, I got a job. Hey, I'm tired. Hey, yes. <laughs> you might see less of me. But so far, I've been doing the same amount of work. 
Um, the only thing really that's changed is the interview process, which for the most part, um, now instead of actually talking with people, I'm sending questions to emails, and then once they answer those questions, usually do some follow-ups, uh, just to get a little bit more depth to the answers. So I'm doing that, it's making the articles quicker and easier, uh, but still getting people out there and still providing content. Absolutely. And I, so that's actually something that I noticed is that you started a blog on the website and the first blog post was, I'm tired, LOL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was just like, hey, just so you know. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, uh, but I, I love it though, because you, you, it's like you gave it your all and you still are, but at the same time you're like, Hey guys, you know, there's a lot of work going into this in addition to what a, now my day job is. So just I'm being real, yeah. I'm being real, you know, that actually, uh, was a blog before and it was called being real. And I tried to explain, you know, what it was that I was going through and what really, um, the business was going through and what a local um, was kind of doing. So I was on like one podcast and I said, oh, I was on this podcast. And I, what else did I do? I did a giveaway. So I was like, oh, and we're also doing a giveaway. So I did stuff like that on that blog. But I, I was, I don't know how to word this. I was formatting it or putting it in a way that I felt like, was more enjoyable to read. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm making much sense. Yeah, I know what you're but, saying. But the way that I wrote the I'm tired post was like, I am talking to you <laughs> person to person and letting you know that, you know, I'm not any less passionate, but you might see less of me. And so I kind of did away with that first initial sort of blog that I had um, because I had already kind of put it on the back burner for a good month because I wanted to focus on locals more. So I was doing more of the locals articles as opposed to the blog articles um, that were about L local collective mm -hmm. about the uh, business. And so there's a way, so if people want to join the collective, how do they go about it? Yeah, so when you're joining the collective, you're becoming a quote-unquote member. Um, you're really just being listed on the directory. There is a join page, and you just fill out a form. It just asks for basic information. Um, include a picture if you'd like, and then you're up on the site, and hopefully eventually we will get to talk or collaborate. I had a meeting, actually, um, a month, a month or two ago, I had our first meeting, um, and one person showed up. <laughs> one awesome person showed up, <laughs> and he has been amazing because now he is my photographer. His name is Matthew, uh, and he bounces off ideas with me, and he is so so cool. But I feel like until I grow more, or until I figure out what it is I'm actually doing, I'm not going to be having those. Mm -hmm. um, initially, the collective, I wanted to, with the collective, I wanted to have meetings. I wanted to talk to people, know what problems they were experiencing in their business or why it was that they weren't selling their art. And I wanted to help come up with collaborative solutions for these people to be able to do more of what it was that they wanted to do. And that's still something that I do want to do. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that is going to come later. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
that's a but even i mean but you have these goals though you know what i mean like there there's not just like a a fixed and way of doing things absolutely and i'm hitting those goals i think that's the important part i think that's the important thing to remember um i don't know that everything needs to be scheduled or is going to be scheduled it's just it's the whole manifestation thing right yes. where it's like i know this is going to happen i cannot tell you how yet there there you go <laughs> that's the important thing happen. it's going to happen that's I what that's what taylor that. told you that's what taylor said you you focus on the what not the how right to be Absolutely. a deliberate manifester is that what it is deliberate yeah. deliberate manifester uh which i, I thought that was a cool thing question to ask in the stories Yes, absolutely. I want more people to definitely ask themselves the tough questions. I follow this um, to figure out who it is that they are and what it is that they really want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I follow this awesome page on Instagram. We're not really strangers. Mm -hmm. They're always doing that. Oh, I love it. I yes. Love it. yes, yes. Just getting the mind to maybe not go down the beaten path so much. And yes. so do you have to be an artist to join the collective, to become a member? No, absolutely not. Okay. You don't even have to, you know, you, any, if you're local, you are welcome. If you're local and, you know, you have a passion, you're welcome. If you're local and you don't exactly know what it is that you want to do, but this is somehow interesting to you, you are welcome. You are so, so welcome. And if you want to chat, DM me on Instagram, email me, like you can, I have a, I don't know if I have a contact page anymore, but you can like you can get to me <laughs> um, and I will respond. I'm real laid back. It's not going to be like this weird, robotic, professional thing at all. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. So the Instagram handle for those of you who haven't seen the Instagram page or followed it, do both. So it's at L local collective. And also the website is L local collective.com. I mean, it's an amazing website and you'll get lost at all the beautiful pieces of artwork that you could purchase. Um, just phenomenal. And like I said, if you go to the homepage as of now, you can pre-order some shirts and I have my eye on at least one. Cause I mean, you did a, an amazing job on that. And so I always like to ask my guests near the end of the interview, if somebody were in your sh the same shoes you were in three years ago, right? So living a life that, you know, they're not sa satisfied with, that it's not the right path for them, but are incredibly nervous about making the change, what kind of advice would you give to them? Please listen to your intuition and heart. Please take the leap. Uh, there is actually a quote that I read. Can I pull it up? Can yes. I look for it? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, God, <laughs> I live for, for quotes. <laughs> yeah, and I think I've, like, referenced a couple of quotes uh, in this. I probably uh, paraphrased them, but I'm all about those, like, those quotes, those right quotes at the right time kind of thing because they, they get me and inspire me so much. So this quote... Uh, is something that I read whenever I was living in Dallas. It was last year. It was at the end of last year. Had a corporate job. Um, and on our lunch break, me and another friend would go to this um, group meditation place. They did like group meditation for an hour. And there at that place, they had this little jar of 
quotes and they were like, take a free quote. And this is the quote that was said to me that I feel like, you know, would answer your question just so perfectly. And that is any action is often better than no action, especially if you have been stuck in an unhappy situation for a long time. If it is a mistake, at least you can learn something, in which case it's no longer a mistake. If you remain stuck, you learn nothing. So that absolutely is what I would say. Yeah, that, that's it was crazy perfect. because that was in the time period in which I did not know what the right thing was to do. I was heavily considering divorce at that time um and i saw that and saw a lot of other things that felt like it was telling me it was time so that yeah well i I mean to elaborate a little bit more you know the or to recap you know trusting your intuition and what your heart says i feel like we've been raised not to you know to always be the logical thinker always like don't listen to lead with your head not with your heart and i mean i think they they need to be collaborative you know there's a reason that you know your your intuition is pointing a way that might not be the way your brain's going and um plus the idea of taking action i mean just if you've been stuck just do something anything i mean such important words and thank you so much for sharing those with me Aw, yay, thank you. Yes, no, I, I love that. These are the kinds of interviews I live for where it's just real and, you know, you don't mind sharing and there's the vulnerability like you'd been talking about before. I mean, especially as someone who's getting to know other people and getting them to express themselves in your interviews, you have to be vulnerable too. And I feel like that's a superpower and you are very good at it. And I want to thank oh. you so much for choosing to come to Corpus, for falling in love with Corpus, and for creating a local collective because it has blown my mind since I learned about it. Like, please give yourself some credit because yes. celebrate yourself. I, I think you are so fucking cool and what you do is so fucking cool. And I know all of your the co- members of the collective think you're so fucking cool. So Samantha. Yes, that means so much. Could I give a shout out? Yes, to, please. To those artists, though, because you saying that those artists think you're so fucking cool is actually so legit and cool. Before coming here, um, I am working on a collaboration right now with these guys, Hybrid Records, and uh, there's a guy who shirts gonna come out with him and uh he's just like dude this is really fucking cool like i never would have imagined and i'm just like yeah you are so right and uh the artists have been so awesome and graceful with me a few of them have even when it comes to payout i'm like how do you want me to pay you out like you want to do zelle cash app you want me to just take you the cash they're like dude have that take that you are doing so much and i'm like you are amazing because i actually needed that because i actually just spent it all at the pool <laughs> so, <laughs> on setup and stuff but yeah no the artists are so freaking awesome and i do believe that people are starting to see what it is that i'm doing um and act and, and appreciating it and that means so much and it means so much that people like yourself um say things that you say 
Oh my gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, but I mean, this is ultimately what your goal was for for you to be collaborating with these locals and these artists and these business owners and, and creating something amazing and, and you're doing that. And uh, I can't wait to see what you do next because I mean, you've already listed a couple of things that you're like, it hasn't happened yet, but it will. And girl, you have not been doing this a year. So the only way for you is up. And I, again, I'm just, I appreciate you so much and thank you for spending time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me. So I appreciate you, Samantha. Absolutely. Thank you, Brittany.